Only this team, right? Only this team. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll additionally check out. Pirates won, White Sox nothing. Should have been a glorious day at PNC Park. Just just from the pure baseball standpoint. Everything about the game, uh, the pace, the professionalism of it, other than the fact that the offense couldn't get anything going, but even that contributed to the overall feel because there's nothing like one nothing baseball. You know what I'm saying? Johan Oviedo pitches into seventh. Bullpen continues to be lights out. Kane and Smith in the Jigba with the early triple brought home on a sack fly by a still struggling Jack Sawinski. All this, all this. And then O'Neill Cruz goes down and really goes down. Now, I'm not going to get into critiquing his slide. You saw it. I'm not going to get into the White Sox catcher because I don't care about him any more than I care about any American League team. Bottom line is that Cruz has a fractured left ankle, and we don't know what that means. We don't know what the accompanying damage is to that. You can look at a fracture in almost any part of the body and say, oh, that'll take X amount of time uh, to heal up. You don't know about muscles, ligaments, displacements, who knows what else. Uh, Or who knows if it's, you know, maybe something that's not going to be anything more than just having the bone heal up, but it's not going to be quick. My own feeling, and this is not based on reporting at all, my own feel is that if Cruz were to come back at some point this season, that would be a happy development. That would be a positive outcome from this. Here's a little of what Brian Hayes had to say afterward about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, anytime a guy gets injured, especially something serious like that, um, when I had looked at it on video, I, I thought it was worse than what it was. Um, thankfully, it wasn't like an ACL or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were able to get the win, hard fought game today, one run game. So um, it's kind of like a bittersweet, you know, get that win, but losing a player like Cruz definitely kind of sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks a lot. I don't know that there's a more graceful word to describe it. You're talking about the one player on the roster, with all due respect to Brian Reynolds, who has an extraordinary ceiling, who can make the biggest leap individually in performance of anyone on the roster, setting aside you know, if a pitcher were to go berserk. But out of the everyday nine, he's he's the one. He's the one that can make you uh, really leap up over the teams around you. He's a separator. And he's not going to be there. And he's not going to be there for quite a while, even in the best case scenario. And that means you've got to find, uh, as you heard Key saying, uh, you've got to find something from somebody you've got to find that that individual to step up you got to find a bunch of individuals to step up and that begins at the shortstop position 
I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know. I do know that we watched Derek Shelton slide Rodolfo Castro over there. Castro's obviously got a lot of time at short. Doesn't mean Castro's the answer. Certainly not defensively. I don't think offensively. He's looked largely lost at the plate. He did run up a lot of deep counts yesterday, which I see as progress. He did drive a ball on Saturday, which I saw as real progress, even better. But I, I, you know, no, (laughs) sorry. Uh, It'd be wonderful if it were to happen. These two are not just best friends. They're inseparable, Castro and Cruz. And if Castro were to be able to cover uh, for his buddy, I'm sure that would take away at least some of the, not the physical pain, but the mental pain of being out and being unable to help his team. But I don't think that's an answer. And I don't think that's going to come close to compensating for not having Cruz. I don't know that there is one offensively, but I think I might have one if you piecemeal it. And hang with me on this, because it's not going to be in the form of, uh, you know, just snapping my finger and saying, here's the guy. There, There isn't one. Okay. But let's say that Castro could just carry his weight. It's short. His own, not Cruz's. Okay. And let's say that you give Jiwan Bay a, a nice look at second base, which I feel he's earned anyway. All right? And maybe between Bay and uh, some revived version of Castro, you get a decent amount of offense, th- then you're doing okay. All right? Not great, not good, whatever, just okay. From there... Maybe the person that you bring up from Indianapolis isn't a shortstop, although I'm 99% sure it will be. Maybe instead you bring up someone who's just sizzling as a hitter. You give Travis Swaggerty a look, and I understand that's yet another outfielder in the mix. And I also understand that Tucapita Marcano has gotten off to a really, really good start in Indianapolis. I also saw him in spring training when he couldn't do a thing. So maybe you find ways to ensure that if you have somebody really killing you in the lineup, the way Castro and Sawinski have of late, that you're not as patient with them as you might have been. And on that note is where I bring my real potential uh, big band-aid to this process. And that would be, plain and simple, let's not see a whole lot more of Rich Hill or Vince Velasquez. At least not any more than we have to. I don't care who was promised what. Through the free agency negotiations, we know that Velasquez was promised a starting job, at least to open the season. And it's common sense that Hill would have been promised one. But if they keep going out there and just getting you behind by a touchdown, uh, it doesn't matter if you have Cruz or not. You know? All I'm saying here is that in each of these cases, the Pirates, beginning with Shelton, but also including Ben Charrington, I think need to discover within themselves more of an edge when it comes to being less patient with people who are unproductive. However long Cruz is going to be out, 
this team has to keep its head above water. I don't think it needs to be spectacular. It doesn't need to go on some super dramatic run. It doesn't need to win six out of every nine. But it needs to keep its head above water. And then when he does come back, if he does come back, it's a very, very uplifting thing. It's at the point in the season where you're going to have other players uh, ready to come up from Indianapolis and everyone can get on board. But you got to keep the team afloat. you got to keep it afloat. And that's not going to happen if two-fifths of your rotation is just getting clobbered. When we come back, J1Q. This segment's brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you aren't local, gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com and use the code DK20 for 20% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon today for Thursday delivery. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. In lieu of the standard J1Q, since there was so much reaction to this, I'm going to read you some of the comments that were left on our news article on DK Pittsburgh Sports. And by the way, if you aren't subscribed to our site slash app, go download the app. Uh, It's free. You can try us out there on Apple or Google Play, depending on the device that you've got. Here's some of what was left there. Uh, Jeff says, a break is better than an ACL. Six to eight weeks, he could at least be back. Okay, again, Jeff, I respect what you're saying here, and you're right that a break is better than the ACL. Uh, That was something that Hayes said as well, and maybe that was based on something that he heard in there. Who knows? Kevin says, also a break is sometimes better than the dreaded high ankle sprain. A high ankle sprain can linger all season. A break heals in eight to ten weeks. So we've already got a couple of different expert timetables here, but I'll continue here because Tim says, uh, After the 8-10, to he'll need rehab, conditioning, and time in the minors to get his strength and timing back. He'll be back this season around the All-Star break or soon after. How much more of these do you want me to do? (laughs) DJ says, broken left ankle is what ruined Rennie Stennett's career. DJ's going way back. My favorite player when I was a child. I hope he can come back whole. Um, Let me say something to all of this. Let's wait to hear from the medical people. One thing about the Pirates with Todd Tomzik as the director of sports medicine is that they've been extremely uh, open, detailed, and accessible when it comes to this sort of stuff. Um, I understand that baseball is different than football and hockey, and there are reasons to protect injuries in those other sports, but the Pirates are still really, really good at this. 
take take the word of somebody who criticizes them for an awful lot. They're really, really good at this. So what you're going to hear whenever Todd, and it's going to be Todd, uh, addresses this is as much detail as he can offer while also understanding that I don't think it'll come uh, today or the next day or whatever because the first thing that the medical people will always tell you is that, is that they're not going to have a read until the swelling goes down. And I can imagine that the swelling on something like this will be wow. Okay. So don't go writing off his career. Rennie Stennett's career was derailed. And I use that term appropriately because he did get back to the majors. Yeah, he wasn't the same when he did. At the time he was hurt, he was tied with Dave Parker for the National League batting average lead. I actually remember his average, which is crazy, but it was 336 at the time. Don't ask. Sometimes, you know, how some stuff just gets stuck in your head. But medicine has changed a lot since 1977, okay? So don't be attaching stuff like that to this either. Let's count whatever blessings are there. Uh, again, to hear Key say it the way that he did was that they thought it was an ACL, which is instantly, you're done, just like Kutch was a couple of years ago in Philadelphia, if you'll recall. Instantly, boom, season over. Nobody's saying any such thing, and to my knowledge, nobody's thinking any such thing for Key to have said what he said. But I'm going to go back to what I said in the opening segment here, okay? I really believe that there needs to be a little bit of an attitude adjustment. I don't mean that in the negative context. I mean that in the sense that you can't just say, hang on, we're just going to let Jack Sawinski have a couple months of hitting 071 up here. Can't do it. Can't do it. Not if you're taking this seriously. You can't roll Hill and Velasquez out there again and again and again for two months or something. Do you follow me? You can't just throw two out of every five games. And that's what you'd be doing if they pitched the way they did over their first couple of starts. But in particular with Velasquez, who's looked like this ever since he put on the uniform, including everything we saw in Grapefruit Ball. This is exactly who he is. You can't do that. You can't do that. You have to respect the process that's already begun with this group that's going out onto the field. I'm not saying go spend $10 million to get another shortstop or whatever else, because I know that's not going to happen. I am saying at least use the best of the current players that you've got, not just at shortstop, but at all your positions. I appreciate everyone's feedback. Uh, here's hoping for the best for a really, really good kid. Uh, I can tell you guys that. I, I can I can share that with you in comfort. This is a really, really good kid on top of everything else that you like about him. And here's hoping he can get that big smile back on his face soon. Let's do this again tomorrow. Oh, by the way, I'm going to PNC Park tonight. I'll be covering uh, the opener, the series opener against the Astros. It's a 6.35 p.m. first pitch. Yeah, if you see me up in the press box, like wave or something, right? 